0: After yesterday's video going over Matt Chandler taking a leave of absence after having an inappropriate interaction with a woman over Instagram DMs, it was brought to my attention that we never addressed the statement released by the elders. Along with the elder letter, this also caused a plethora of Twitter exchanges and threads addressing his statement and saying that it was void of any true repentance. This led to some other things being brought up from Matt Chandler's past, the questions of power dynamics and interpersonal relationships. And are situations like this a greater indictment of the church as an institution in today's context? Now, I usually don't like to infuse my opinion out the rip in videos like this, but I do think it's important that I unpack some of my own bias and some of my own concerns with regards to some of these narratives that are spreading all over social media. So on this video, we'll be reacting to what the elder said, some of the backlash Matt Chandler is receiving on social media, and ultimately unpacking the idea of male and female relationships and power dynamics. Bruce live Alright guys, after yesterday's video, some of y'all came from my neck as if we were suppressing information, not calling it the way the elders saw it, all that sort of stuff, and then this whole thing's been blowing up on Twitter, and people were taking some rather wild stances against Matt Chandler, and I'll, I'll be honest with some of my own opinions towards the end of this video, but let's jump into the statement from the elders, okay? I had this pinned up in the in the chat, just to make sure people got a chance to see it. Here's what the the elder said, and you now have to reconcile on if this is what Matt said or did he omit some facts? Okay, so the village. A few months ago, an individual approached the Village Church lead pastor, Matt Chandler, with concerns about the way he was using direct messaging on social media with a woman who was not his wife. Matt shared those concerns with his wife, Lauren, and two elders, Josh Patterson, and elder chairman, Jason Swords, that evening, and submitted to their leadership in addressing the situation. So, as far as we know the timeline, this is uh, brought by Matt to his elders and his wife. The elders commissioned an independent law firm, so they hired a law firm. I believe people are saying that it wasn't uh, you know independent firm, but it was a they hired a lawyer, a lawyer who deals in kind of discretionary things as they're trying to figure out what's happening here. They hired uh, independent law firms to conduct the reviews of Matt's messaging history across social media platforms, cell phone, and email. So they went through all his records. The investigator's report led the elders to conclude that Matt violated our internal use policy. And more importantly, that while the overarching pattern of his life has been above reproach, the overarching pattern of his life has been above reproach, he failed to meet the First Timothy standards for elders being above reproach in this instance. So here they're saying, hey, we hired an outside law- lawyer and an outside firm to look over all of his records. This is what they found. And that he violated their internal social media use policies. Now, um, people are pushing back and saying this is too vague. It, he violated internal. So social- what policies do you guys have? Why aren't you guys being more transparent? But we should go on with some of this, uh, we'll we'll get to some of those statements later, okay? We are strong proponents of brothers and sisters in Christ being friends, but there are boundaries around what's appropriate in these kinds of friendships. A pastoral role requires a greater awareness of those boundaries. In this case, while the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and familiarity of those messages crossed the line. same language used, is it calculated? Was it intentional? Did they try to keep it vague on purpose? I don't know, but it's rather consistent. It's not like Matt's going behind his elder's back and spinning this story the way it's being presented on social media. They revealed that Matt did not use language appropriate for a pastor, and he did not model a behavior that we expect from him. Uh, while the elders believe that this, this this did not rise to the level of disqualification, we do hold elders to a higher standard of behavior. The elders concluded, and Matt agreed that Matt's uh, behavior was a sign of, of unhealth in his life, and the best course of action would be for him to take a leave of absence from teaching and preaching at the village church. Matt's leave of absence is both disciplinary. And developmental, which allows him to focus on growing greater awareness in the area. The timeline for this return will be uh, dictated by the expectation that elders have laid out for his development. We know this update is challenging and you may have questions. Reach out to our care team. So the elders... Are seeing here is what happened. Basically the same sequence of events, okay? People didn't like some of the language in Matt's apology. Okay, people said the language was vague. People said that he didn't actually apologize, he didn't take ownership over anything, he was very vague, he, right? So on and so forth. That's kind of been some of the feedback. People are saying this is a, a PR spin, which is like how you do image repair theory, evade responsibility, reduce offensiveness, denial, conversion, right? And these are all the little methods that people use and people are saying hey this is textbook folks being vague avoiding responsibility not apologizing it not directly dealing with it and matt's kind of following the archetype of a pastor in a position of power and status using his power and status and abuse in my opinion i think this is rather jumping out the window and thinking the worst without giving any benefit of the doubt, especially when maybe this is Matt actually doing the right thing and breaking the cycle of this type of archetype we see in church. Maybe that is what's happening here. Maybe it isn't. Maybe there's more to the story. But the vigor and the anger that people are saying, we know there's more. We know that they're covering stuff up. So what you're basically saying, just to be clear, is you're saying that Matt was allowed to go up there by his elders... To lie in front of the entire church, or at the very least minimize, and then the elders release a statement aligning themselves with Matt's lies knowingly and lying about the law firm that they hired to do this independent investigation. If that's not thinking the very worst about somebody, I don't know what is. Like I, I, I don't I don't know what it is I think that's really incendiary to assume so much about someone that just because they fit the archetype of whoever white male Christian. You know, influential megachurch pastor. He has all those things against him. Therefore, he has to be like X, Y, and Z, and all these other guys. I think that's a bit of a stretch for people to 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 to, to jump to those conclusions. But I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Is there going to be more that comes out? I hope not. Is this all that there could be? It's very likely, impossible that he's telling the truth. My guess is he was probably. Sending memes, talking too much, talking unbefitting of a pastor, cursing. I don't know. It's probably something like that. And I stay, I stated this yesterday. I said, do you think that the transcript should come out for the sake of the church? Do you think the transcript should come out for the sake of this conversation and him not falling into this type of archetype? And you guys are like, no, it's private, da 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 Now you get on social media and everyone is saying, this is way worse than it was. I can't believe it. This is another guy. This is another Hillsong. This is another Mars Hill. This is another da 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 And I tell you what, if those texts came out and the transcripts were clear and they said, look, this is what it was, he, he cussed, he wasn't acting appropriate, da-da-da-da-da, I bet you it would mitigate some of this stuff that's coming out. Because now all types of stuff is coming out. All types of stuff is coming out. Folks are putting, this was tweeted to me today by someone that I was having this exchange with, tweeted to me today that basically it's positioning that he has been a groomer all along and been abusing his power out the rip because him and his wife met at a camp where he was a camp pastor and his wife was a camp student. They're six years apart. So she's 17, 16, 18. He's 22, 23, 24. They get married. She's born in 19. Eighty, she was 19 when they got married and people are coming with this sort of stuff I'll play you guys a clip of this This is pretty wild stuff that people are now jumping to the conclusions. He fell short in a specific area now He's a groomer Now this is abuse of power and it's happened from the beginning and again You could go look at my Twitter timeline and and I, and I will say like some of this stuff like uh, this is, I understand this is, this is so fun for me to say now because people thought I was so crazy. And I knew when I left Colorado, I was gonna marry Lauren Walker. I met Lauren at a youth camp where she was a student and I was the camp pastor. And right before I met him was when I felt like Jesus became real to me and I really understood who he was and what the cross did for me. And I'd noticed Matt and I thought he was cute, but I was like, I do not wanna be. The camp, the camper that has a crush on the camp speaker. Um, I can say with all integrity that uh, everything w- was above board. I didn't know how it was going to work because it was, you know, the, there was an age gap. I was in college; she was in high school. The the kind of what do you do with that? You're the camp pastor; she's the the camper. But here we are, 18 years later, 16 years married, and uh, what I felt compelled leaving that camp actually came to fruition. So. They're now clipping this up and saying, "Hey, because she was, you know, uh, a high school student, he was a college camp pastor, and that he, you know, I think I think she was nineteen, he was like twenty-five when they got married. Is this a, a pattern of someone who uh, maybe had some bad boundaries, maybe had some poor boundaries? I, I don't know, right? And, and has this finally caught up to him? Is that possible? It's possible." Right, but to now dismiss and discard this dude completely uh, I, I I just think it's a bit it's it's a bit preemptive and and it's very early to assume the very verse about a situation and i'm i'm uh confused as if people don't have power and status dynamics all the time, and I'm confused that just because he was in a situation where yes, he is the lead pastor that there doesn't seem to be a lot of uh responsibility or accountability for whoever this woman was in the situation does she bear no responsibility was she uh, a victim in this situation so on, so on and so forth right like it's hey this guy's a predator this guy's abusing power anytime there's a power status indifference it's an abusive power that's the that's the narrative that's coming out and i don't think that this is uh accurate i i i don't i don't think so i don't think that this is what's happening here i i could be wrong and if it hey listen if i'm wrong I will come out and say, I'm wrong. Man, this is this is terrible. More came out. I can't believe it. But unfortunately, the folks that are hurling this stuff, the folks that are using the hyperbole on social media, the folks that are jumping out the window and saying this sort of stuff, very unlikely they're going to come out if a year later nothing else has come out. Matt's back in the, in the pulpit. He's preaching. He's restored. Very unlikely they're going to come out and say, we were wrong. We apologize. Our bad. Boundaries. This is where this whole conversation goes back to. Male-female dynamics, what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate, how do we set those boundaries? Bad boundaries can uh, position a lot of us to be in some dangerous places. What is the relationship we should be having with social media? How should we be re, you know, dealing with these things in terms of how we navigate these new terrains? I've been very specific. I see very little practical net positive benefit for Christians being on Instagram in general. Some of you guys are asking me, hey, where is that line between crossing it and not crossing it? And I said, you know you haven't crossed the line when you haven't went near the line, when you haven't been anywhere near the line. That, yo, this is totally out of the realms of what's appropriate for a married man, let alone a married man who is an elder pastor of a church to be engaged in with these sorts of conversations. And ultimately, bringing it back to us as people, what kind of lines do you guys have said in these conversations? I'll be honest with you. I don't have a ton of female friends that I text with or DM with. It's just not a thing. I have some acquaintances. I have some women that I've collaborated with, but that's about it. You guys think that there's a way and a place for this to, to ever be appropriate. Do you think there's ever a place to be a, a, a elder, pastorally engaging with women? How does that look? I want to hear from you guys. Genuinely speaking, I want to hear from you guys because I think it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic and it's a very interesting conversation. And I was honestly taken aback by some of the stuff that p- folks were saying and the way they were jumping to the worst possible conclusion with the certainty. And what it reminds me of is the very same things that people find repulsive about fundamentalism and religion. They do the same thing speaking against it with the same certainty and the same dogmatic, absolute nature. This, there has to be something more. What if there isn't anything more? What if this is it? What if what if Matt is actually breaking the pattern of the quintessential pastor in this t- sort of situation and changing how these things play out? What if the elders did the right thing? What if What What if? What if that's this, and it's a cleansing that's happening, and they did it preventatively, and everyone's jumping out the window and believing the worst? Those are my thoughts on the situation. I want to hear from you guys. If you guys want to see my original video or the time Matt and Stephen Furtick debated on the elephant room, I'll have those linked over there. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.